And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. This is the Athletic Football Show. Welcome to Prospects to Pros, the podcast that covers the guys going in the NFL draft, the guys who got drafted in the NFL and everything in between. And Dane Brugler, it, we're, we're talking about new stuff today, stuff that we've never really had to talk about before with respect to the NFL draft. But we're talking about guys that might make more money staying in college. Our, our friend Jim Nagy tweeted something out from the Senior Bowl on Tuesday morning saying he's hearing about deals up to $5 million, NIL deals for, for some quarterbacks who to stay in school or to, to, to have another year at their school and that is thinning out the 2023 quarterback class. And I, while as someone who covers college football and talks to the, the people at the schools and, and the NIL people all the time, I, the 5 million, very difficult to believe because it is lying season. And basically every kid's agent is lying to every collective out there saying, well, school X is going to give a, give him this. So what are you going to give him? They're all lying to, to pump up the market. But that said, there are deals where people are staying at their school when they could have gone to what would be perceived as a bigger school. That would be Quinshawn Judkins, the running back at Ole Miss. Everybody assumed that Auburn or Alabama would scoop him up. Nope. He's saying sign a deal, but he was a freshman. He's not draft eligible. It's different when NFL money comes in. But Jim's point, and I thought it was very interesting, and you and I were, were trading names before we started the show, there are quarterbacks who are very good college quarterbacks coming off very good years who probably would be fifth, sixth, seventh round picks in the draft who might not make the roster next year or might make the, you know, basically the minimum in, in, college, in, in the pros and might actually make more than that. For another year in college, NIL has really changed everything, and uh, you know I think it's it's fascinating because this quarterback class, with especially from Jim's perspective, because you know he's he he's not he doesn't care about Bryce Young or Anthony Richardson or CJ Stroud and these underclassmen. He's focused on seniors because that's going to be at who's who's at his game, and it's mm-hmm. it's an interesting mix. Now the guys that have already committed to the Senior Bowl are the sixth year guys. Uh, Clayton right. Toon from from Houston, uh-huh. Jake Hayner, uh, Fresno State. Yep. Um, I mean, Tyson Bajan's not a six year guy, but we know he's coming out uh, from Shepard. And and then Hendon Hooker, he accepted his, but uh, he won't be able to play obviously because of the ACL. Yep. So um, all those guys have exhausted their eligibility, but now there are these other guys that have can take advantage of that extra year. Talking about. Michael Penix from Washington, who has already announced yep. that he is going back to school. Bo Nix, Oregon, who like let's let's be honest, Oregon's they have no uh, no uh, shortage of uh, you know income uh, streams coming they, into that they have program. A, a very active, aggressive collective. Yes. They're they're one of the kind of cutting edge leaders in that that department. They they were ahead of the curve on uh, on almost everybody there. So yeah, and and. Not even just quarterbacks. I don't know if this affects next year, but I saw Jalen Hyatt now has an NIL deal with Hyatt mm. with the hotels. <laughs> yeah. Right. And and, and he's one that had one good college year. He might come back. Well, and but I think the bit the difference there is you know, Hyatt is if he comes out, he's a likely top forty pick, right? And so I think yeah. there's different money there when we're talking about a top forty pick. But some but of these that's other- always gonna be more than college, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And so, you know, and that's why Anthony Richardson, uh, who announced this Mm -hmm. week, you know, Anthony Richardson was making over a million dollars this year in NIL money. Yeah. Uh, So, and that probably could have, you know, gone up a million and a half, maybe two million more, you know, who knows um, if he came back to school. 
But he bet on himself that, hey, I'm going to be drafted higher in terms of, uh, you know, what what I'm going to be making. Um, And he decided to come out, which is uh, it's a fascinating development. But, I mean, you think about, okay, Brock Purdy, who is now the Mm -hmm. uh, unlikely starter for the San Francisco 49ers as they make a playoff run. I believe he was the last quarterback drafted last year. He was Mr. Uh, Irrelevant. Yeah, he was literally Mr. Irrelevant. Yeah, so uh, round seven, final pick in the draft. You know, his uh, contract is it's like four years under $4 million total. So he's making under a million dollars a year. Um, you know, the guarantees, uh, it, you know, not all that great. So, you know, it's if there's going to be a – say Bo Nix is making over and making over a million dollars – you know, I understand why he'd go back. If, uh, you know, some of these other quarterbacks that are maybe on the fence, like a Jaden Daniels from LSU, uh, mm-hmm. you know, if, if he's making close to that money to go back, you can understand why, especially with Keishon Boutte, the wide receiver, announcing this week, hey, back, yeah. I'm going back to school. So, you know, maybe that could affect the decision for the quarterback. It's it, There's so many, and it's fascinating with the transfer portal. I saw there's over a thousand names in the transfer portal. Um, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I don't, being a college coach is hard enough with recruiting. Now you factor in this layer. Man, I don't know how you keep it all straight. I mean, it's just it's it's craziness out there. Well, the good news is they're paying college coaches more than they ever have before, too. So uh, I will I will quote Don Draper, as I often do on my own show, The Andy Staples Show, which you can listen to if you like college football and want to hear us talk college football all the time. But remember what Don Draper said? That's what the money's for. <laughs> so funny when you're money. making nine and a half, ten million dollars a year. I'm not, I've got no sympathy for you having to juggle all this stuff, but there, <laughs> yeah. there is a lot to juggle. Uh, like you mentioned, Jaden Daniels, if you watch the SEC championship game, you saw Garrett Nussmeyer come in and you're like, huh, mm-hmm. is Jaden Daniels even going to start next year? Yeah. I mean, now I, I think Georgia maybe took the, the foot off the pedal a little bit there later in the game. And, uh, and I, I get it. Jalen Carter didn't play much. They wanted to keep him healthy and fresh. You for... mean you mean after he lifted Jaden Daniels like a like a little? It's sort of like when a toddler gets out of the garage right, and you right. grab the toddler and you wave to your neighbor across the street. Got him. It's it's okay. Yeah. That is exactly what Jalen Carter did to Jaden Daniels. <laughs> he threw up the number one with the other hand, saying, "Hey, this is why you need to take me number one overall." Yeah, I mean that, that was uh, that was great. Uh, but I mean. He, he it, it, it doesn't take much to to realize why Jalen Carter is one of the best players in this draft. Um, but yeah, I, I mean it's a, it's a fair point. The quarterback market is okay. And if if Jaden Daniels does come back, does that mean Nussmeier's gone? You know, is he gonna tr- try to go find right. some place to start? Like it's, uh, it, it you have to if you're a college coach or you know you're, you're keeping your phone lines open. You don't know what dominoes are gonna fall, and so how this affects the draft. You know, bringing it full circle here. Um, you know, it, 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 and that's why I know, like, I mean, I've scouted most of these guys, but I've held off on doing, you know, my final reports on, uh, you know, guys like, uh, like Jaden Daniels or Sam Hartman from Wake Forest or Bo Nix from Oregon. I haven't done their full report yet just because I'm not sure they're going to be in this draft. So it's, uh, it's a really interesting wrinkle that, I mean, it started with COVID, you know, giving everybody that extra year of eligibility. So even fifth-year seniors have to officially declare mm-hmm. for the draft. And Will Levis had to officially declare, even though he's a fifth-year senior. Uh, so, I mean, I can't wait till we're past that. But now with the NIL money <laughs> coming in, it, it's just another factor we have to consider. Well, and, and the Hartman thing, I've been chasing rumors about him for a couple, couple weeks now. And I was told by the Wake Forest people, no, no, the plan is still for him to go into the draft. No. But – until he says it, you, yeah. you don't know. It's no, there, it, it's it, very strange. There's more options than ever for these guys, you know, and, and that's it's great for the player, you know. It's it, whether it's yeah. uh, monetary, whether it's you know getting more experience um, or a better opportunity somewhere else in a transfer situation. I, I mean, opportunity is is great. Options are great, uh, but it does complicate things a little bit, uh, yeah. you know, for a lot of people. Well, and it raises the quality of the college game if this is actually what's going to happen. If if you have third-day guys mm-hmm. who are coming back for another year because financially it's it's better, maybe better for them. And in a lot of cases, they're also betting on themselves that they have a productive college year. It bumps them up in the draft next year, and that's that's real, real money. But if you get some of those guys back, 
it does help, and especially we're not talking about helping the Alabamas and the Georgias and the Ohio States because their NFL guys are going to leave after year three anyway. They're, they're, that's just how those programs work. Those are kind of elite of elite, and that's that was their plan all along. But the Wake Forests, the Oregon's even. I know Oregon has money, but they're still they're not at the same level as a Georgia or an Ohio State in terms of what level of player they bring in on a regular basis. So if they can get that guy back, and it doesn't necessarily have to be a quarterback, it could be a, a you know offensive lineman, it could be uh, a linebacker. It raises the level of that team's play when you have a dude who is above average to pretty darn good in college, and you're not having to to work in a redshirt freshman at that position. Yeah, I, and I, at some point, this has to be regulated a little more. And I don't know what the answer is I mean, because it's it, it, for a lot of these guys, you know, they're not they're transferring to uh, uh, you know multiple times, and that throws off their credits in terms of graduating. Like that's a factor in all of this. Um, I, I do feel for some coaches who, you know, they invest so much time and effort into developing these guys only to see them bolt. And so I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. I don't have the answers, but it has to be regulated in some way. So it's just not the wild, wild west. And every college coach has to worry about, okay, who's going to poach my best players because they can add an extra zero or they can, you know, throw in something else or it's, it's just a, it's a crazy world out there. And, you know, I, I don't know. We'll see how it affects the draft, specifically this one. But, yeah. um, you know, it's it's constantly evolving. I I am I will say, as someone who covers college football, let it stay the wild, wild west for as long as possible because this is ridiculously fun to cover. This is crazy. Yeah. But yeah. It, it, is, it is nuts. Like, for example, I, I got a call yesterday. Said Austin Reed's in the portal again. And who, you know, and if you didn't don't really follow college football closely, you're like, who's Austin Reed? Well, mm-hmm. to put it in NFL terms, he's the next Mike White or Bailey Zappi. So he's the guy who transferred to Western Kentucky and blew up at Western Kentucky. He originally was at University of West Florida, which is a Division II school in Pensacola, and he had great years there, led them to a D two national championship. He goes to Western Kentucky. He's second in the country in passing yards this past year. And he's in the portal. I would expect him to end up, eh, I don't so somewhere maybe Big Ten, ACC, but but in the Power Five. And you know the Western Kentucky people are mad because they're like, hey, look at Bailey Zappi, look at Mike White. You can succeed there. And to which I say to them, you got them out of the transfer portal too. Yeah. So yeah. live by the portal, you die by the portal. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, it it works both ways. Um, and I'm. I'm interested to see, you know, some of these decisions are going to be interesting. Sam Hartman's an interesting decision. Uh, Max Duggan will be an interesting decision. I, mm-hmm. I was told all year by scouts that, no, he's going back. He's going to go. Uh, it feels like he's been there for 12 years, but uh, just because right. he started as a, as a true freshman. Uh, but yeah. he, he's a he's a four-year starter, and he does he can go back for another year if he wants. And obviously, I, I think we'll wait, or you know, he'll wait until after the college football uh, semis whenever TCU is knocked out to make that final decision. But, you know, in his mind, he might have, he might think at this point, you know what, maybe I've taken this as far as I could go time to move on Uh, or, you know, losing that big 12 championship game, you know, maybe that lights a fire and saying, Hey, I need to go back. I need to need to, you know, but he's also going to lose his top three receivers, you know, led by Quentin Johnston. So it's uh, there's so many layers to this and each decision it's, you know, the underclassmen decisions are always a big domino for the draft every year. Which underclassmen come out, which go back. Uh, and now it's, you know, another layer with these seniors to see what decision they make. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, 
Shopify helps you sell everywhere. For their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash maze, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash maze now to grow your business, no matter which stage you're in. Shopify.com slash maze. Well, let's talk about a more traditional decision, and that's a third-year player who has a lot of elite physical traits, Yeah, maybe not elite numbers, who did declare for the draft, and that's Anthony Richardson from Florida. He He's going to be in the draft. He is six foot four. He is 235 pounds. He is lightning fast. He has a massive arm. He also completed 33% of his passes against Florida State. And and was a fifty three percent passer, fifty three point eight percent passer for the year. Uh, he is a case study in traits versus production, and I'm fascinated to see what happens with him. Yeah, you and me both. I mean, he's a true wild card. Um, he could be the sixteenth pick in the draft. He could be the sixtieth pick in the draft, and neither would surprise me. Uh, I mean, you you can understand why either scenario would happen. This is a big, twitchy athlete, uh, a, a freak show athlete. Looks like a linebacker, runs like a corner, throws like Dan Marino. I mean, it's just, there's, it's, it's a rare combination of skills. Um, and I think that he has, you know, a, a handful of throws every game that make you go, okay, yeah, you know what? That's, that's I see a, it, yeah. That's a smooth stroke. That's, you know, did you see how he read left to right there? Did you see how he came off that man? Did you see how he put it over the line? I mean, he he has these moments. Um, it, it's not like he's a complete project, but there's no consistency there. And he yeah, has, but it, it, then there, I was gonna say, then there's the throw where he's got a swing. He's just got a little swing out to the back, and he throws right. it to to somebody two, two people deep in the on the bench on the other side of the field. Yeah, so. yeah or, or or it bounces. I mean it's it's not like he yeah. misses consistently uh high or low. It's just it, it could be really inconsistent. Um but and, and it's the same thing like he has an inconsistent feel for his fastball. You know, when to take a little bit off, yeah. when to put a little bit on, trajectory, just too scattershot. And so look, I mean well, this you, is you a, know who had that problem early and and it's still somewhat of a problem but has fixed it a lot better made it a lot better than it was as well levis yeah mm-hmm. that's will levis it, it, had well, no I, touch on his fastball before either josh, that, that was a big problem with josh allen's film at wyoming um you know that he, he couldn't so some of the simple simplest screens were were an issue for him uh in terms of firing the ball too hard or putting too much loft on it or um yeah i mean it's it's something that is a a fixable thing. I mean, you can learn and, and more, with more coaching. And it, it might have been, it, this might be a situation where uh, Anthony Richardson felt like he learned all that he could from this coaching staff and it was time to move on. Yeah. And that's a real thing. Um, now, I also think he's been, he, he's been told since the summer that, hey, you're a first round pick. You're going to go early. Yeah. You know, I think he, he's been told that. And so once, once that seed is planted in your mind, it could be tough for a lot of, you know, 20 year old players to just forget that block that out and say you know what I'm, I'm i'm a big time player and you know i'm i'm gonna go early and you know regardless of you know i yeah i could use more time and i i, I mentioned this before but my biggest thing with him is he needs reps and he's not going to get reps in the nfl uh at least in year one and who knows when he's going to get on the field and so and when he does it's probably going to look ugly until he's able to turn things around i mean we, we've seen that you know, Justin Fields, uh, as bad as he looked as a, as a rookie and even earlier this year, uh, it took time for not only Fields, but the coaching staff to figure out, okay, this is how we need to, you know, best use him to highlight his strengths and help him develop. So it takes time when you have such a, a super talented player who is undeveloped in a lot of areas. So it's not, 
it's not just dependent on Richardson doing what he needs to do to get better. It's he has to go to the right situation uh, where yeah. the coaching staff understands, OK, this is what I need to do uh, to get the most out of this player, to bring him along. Um, and so each team's going to feel differently. I mean, I checked in with, uh, you know, different scouts uh, and to get their opinion on it. And they each kind of said the same thing. Like he's he's a wild card. We, we you know, it's the traits are obvious. You know, the, the talent is obvious, but the asking price, the value on draft day is going to be widely debated between now and, and April. You know, it's it, yeah. where do you, where do you need to draft this guy? Uh, Cause I, all 32 well, teams and, and, and there's a, have him, there's a chance but, he's Logan Thomas, except Virginia the difference Tech. is Logan Thomas. Logan Thomas had a lot more production in college yeah. and didn't have as elite of traits as a, as a passer, but Logan Thomas still playing in the NFL. So, oh, yeah. you know, it, it's it's possible that happens. Yeah, well, and I yeah, I think Richardson has shown a lot more in terms of like, hey, I, I could see this working out. You know, I could see him yeah. turning into a guy. Um, but it's yeah, it's just the inconsistency is tough. So, um, Logan I, Logan I, Thomas was better at football in college as a quarterback than Anthony Richardson was. And and see that's that's what I come back to. We we had this discussion last week with with mm-hmm. Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud and. My thing is take the person who's better at football. I look at these guys. I mean, you mentioned Justin Fields. Justin Fields had off the charts production in yes. college. Yes. So no doubt. this because because the only person you can comp is Josh Allen, his last year at Wyoming. But if you go to mm-hmm. Josh Allen's junior year at Wyoming, he actually had a pretty good year. Yeah. Or I guess redshirt sophomore year. He right, he had right. a pretty good year. He lost some some talented receivers. And all of a sudden, they're playing like an elite defense like Iowa, and they he can't do anything. But oh yeah, yeah. And and I wasn't trying to compare him to Fields like as as players. I, I just talking about the situation and how Dude, as athletes. It is. Yeah. It, well, it, yeah. Just, it, where you go is important because if right. the coaching staff doesn't know how to use you, then you know because that's I, I, you know even in September. We were talking about Justin Fields as like this is not going to go well. Like this is going to end poorly. Um, you yeah. know, Fields is going to have to move on somewhere else. He's going to be a bust. Like this is September. Um, but then it's the bear. This you know, it's a first year coaching staff with with Chicago. They figured out how to use him, how to unlock those skills. And I, don't, I think Anthony Richardson and Fields are different players. But it's going to take yeah. Richardson going to a place like that where they understand how to unlock all this talent, how how to. Uh, corral it and then uh, you know unleash it on the field. It's not as now, easy as hey, just go do your thing. I will say it, it it's different because in the NFL, it's unlikely that somebody's going to say, well, because of your speed, we're naturally going to use you as a read option guy. He's not a great read yeah. option guy. His read option instincts are not good in terms of when right. to pull, when to let the back take it. Right. But that's not something you're going to have to do a ton in the NFL. They're not worried about a lot of design quarterback run because they're just that that's going to get you beat up. So it may be that, you know, because that's what everybody wants him to be in college, because that's what every coach kind of defaults to. Mm-hmm. If you've got a quarterback who can run like that, well, I'm going to put the ball in the back's belly and just freak out the defense. But in the NFL, but that's part of what makes so, but that's the part of what makes Richardson so talented, though, is that he has that in in his in his toolbox, right? Is he's yeah. you know as big as he is, but you know it's like okay, if Ben Roethlisberger could run a four four, you know what would that right. look like? You know, and so yeah. you know, not only are you that size, it's hard to get him on the ground, but you know, if he has that type of speed, then you know you 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 have to use it. You can't waste it, and so you know it's. Right. Yeah, it's it's really going to be a fascinating evaluation for these teams. Um, not 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 the talent, because again, all thirty two teams would love to have this talent on the roster yep. that they could develop. It's just what's the asking price? Where do I have to draft this guy mm-hmm. uh, in order to get him on my team? And the answer to that from team to team is going to look a little different. Yeah, I, I can't wait to find out where he ends up going because I, I'm with you. It, it you could see him going in the first round. You could see him going yep. in in the bottom half of the second round and maybe in the early third like it is it is very strange to see yeah well and the, and the dra- this much of a mystery 
the the pre-draft process is going to be really important for him. It, just like the mm-hmm. interviews for teams to understand, okay, where is he mentally? Uh, you know, when he reads yeah. a defense, what is he seeing? Um, you know, protections, um, you know, all these different things that it takes to play the quarterback position at a high level. Um, you know, where is he in that development? You know, is he close? Is he, uh, you know, pretty far away from that? Is, is it come natural to him? I mean, there's a, and, and I don't know the answer to those questions. I don't, teams don't know the answer to those questions yet. That's what these interviews are for in the pre-draft process to sit down with him, put him on the whiteboard, put up his tape from this year at Florida and say, okay, hey, what are you looking at here? What are you asked to do? What is the defense showing you? And how does that affect what your decision making is? Like all the, the, the answers to those questions is going to ultimately decide where he's drafted. And obviously, you know, we don't have access to that exact information at this point, but it's something that will, and that's why it's going to be a talking point throughout the process, is because teams are going to use every minute they can between now and April to try to figure this guy out. Yeah, I I just, I I cannot wait because, like you said, freak show athlete. I I think people feel like we are exaggerating when we say this. But you, I just don't recall seeing anybody like this. He's different, and that's what he's ma- different. And, but but it didn't translate on the field in college. Like when you're when you have somebody like that, it should be a prohibitive advantage. And Florida, yeah. just well, Dan Mullen when he coached Florida, the, the guy who initially signed Anthony Richardson, he didn't start him. He he kept him behind Emory Jones, and Emory Jones is not an NFL quarterback. And then I, but, but Dan has a history of, of being loyal. Like he yeah. wasn't going to start Kyle Trask till Felipe Franks got hurt. Uh, he, he almost didn't start Dak Prescott because Tyler Russell was, was the guy. And then Tyler Russell got hurt. So when, when Mullen was at Mississippi State. So we thought, okay, well, that's just his history. That's his personality. This new staff comes in, Billy Napier. Uh, he, he had a quarterback named Levi Lewis before who had done a lot of really good things at Louisiana Lafayette. And Levi Lewis actually helped Anthony Richardson learn this offense. And you're like, oh, it's a 60% run offense. They're going to run the quarterback a ton. Then the, the guy they had brought in as a transfer to be their backup gets hurt early. They, they had no confidence in any of the backups. They don't run him very much. It's, it, it's all just an odd situation. Yeah, yeah, it's funny. Levi Lewis, the exact opposite size-wise. Uh, than oh yeah, yeah. I mean, he's like five nine, one hundred eighty pounds, and uh, but yeah, no, it's, it's and that's never assume. Just you know, I hear a lot about how you know college coaches never assume the college coach knows what he's doing. Like, I mean, it was so frustrating exactly. watch, trying to scout Kyle Trask and you know Emory Jones kept coming on the field. I'm like, what are you doing? Kyle Trask is your quarterback. He's the reason you're in this position, why you keep bringing this other guy in, like let your starter start, let him play. And I mean, yeah, Dan Mullen was very frustrating, um, you know, with the way he operated with his quarterbacks. But at, at the same time, you know, Damian, Damian Pierce said it wasn't limited to quarterbacks. Uh, yes. Good point. Very, very good point. Uh, <laughs> but you know, it, it's, and that, that's why I'm, I, I, I bring up the pre-draft interviews and how important that is just to understanding, you know, how much he knew the playbook, how, how diverse yeah. was the playbook, um, you know, just how much can we put on your plate? And that will yeah. help tell us, okay, this is going to be like, we don't expect him to see the field for two years. We are three, you know, we don't, you know, trying to yeah. figure out that trajectory is a big part of determining where you draft him. If you don't feel like he can get on the field for, you know, three years, then, I mean, that, that was a big deal with Malik Willis, you know, last year when we talked mm-hmm. about, uh, a lot of people talking about, oh, he's going two overall to the Lions, or he's not getting out of the top ten, or is this? I, I, people really underestimated how far away he was a year away from being a year away, and, and that's he, he that, got that's a, he got drafted exactly where he should have been drafted. Probably, I mean, I, yeah, and, and that's and again a big part of that is he's just he's not going to see the, he, we've seen the field a couple times this year, and mm-hmm. you know you see how raw and inexperienced he is yeah. as a passer. But and it's the same thing now. Okay, with Anthony Richardson, is you know how far away is he? I I I don't know the answer to those questions, and teams won't until they sit down with him to really uh you know peel back the layers and get a better sense for where he is mentally. 
As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Don't just ride the index, seek to outperform it with Fidelity Active ETFs. Learn more at fidelity.com slash active ETFs. Before investing in any exchange-traded fund, you should consider its investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Contact Fidelity for a prospectus, an offering circular, or if available, a summary prospectus containing this information. Read it carefully. While active ETFs offer the potential to outperform an index, these products may more significantly trail an index as compared with passive ETFs. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC, member NYSE, SIP. Let's talk about some of these guys that have also already declared for the draft. We're getting getting those every day. Right before we we sat down to record this on Tuesday, Drew Sanders from Arkansas declared mm-hmm. for the draft. Uh, Joey Porter Jr. from Penn State. Obviously, we expected him to declare, but but he is declared. And and by the way, if you if you would like a handy guide at the Athletic, we have a a, a draft declaration tracker. So you want to go all the way down to uh, to Jacob Copeland at Maryland. Speaking of, of guys who signed with Anthony Richardson, uh, who played with, played with him at Florida. Yeah. Uh, but uh, Emmanuel Forbes, the corner at Mississippi State, another one we expected to be in this draft, and, and he's there. Uh, your guy Tucker Craft has officially yep. declared for the draft. But yeah, uh, they're still Drew, playing Drew Sanders is they, they are. They are. Still in the playoffs. So I'm glad he could just do that, though. I, it always drove yeah. me nuts when you had the guy who was obviously going out He's obviously a first round prospect. Like he doesn't need to stay in school. And they're like, well, I'm not sure yet. I'll, I'll have to look at it after the season. We're not even thinking about it right now. Listen, we know, we know you're interviewing agents. You're, you're doing, well, now you probably already have an agent in the NIL days, but we, we know you're doing this. So just say it. Yeah. No, and I, I get, I think it's, you know, you don't want to come off like you're abandoning your teammates or anything like that. But, you know, celebrate it. You know, especially a guy like Tucker Craft from the FCS level. Uh, you know, yeah. everybody in that locker room knows he's different. He, he's not like yeah. me. Um, I'm a good player, <laughs> but he's a great player. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, celebrate it a little bit. And so, uh, yeah, it, it, the interesting, too, remember, I mean, it wasn't that long ago we were talking about guys sitting out bowl games and, oh, man, they, mm-hmm. he doesn't want to compete and, you know, this and that. And. I mean, now it's kind of become the norm. Drew Sanders, yeah, he announced today he's yep. going to declare he won't play in the bowl game. Anthony Richardson not playing in the bowl game. Um, it, it's becoming just you know very normal for a lot of these guys. Uh, Osiris Torrance, I, I don't think he's playing in the bowl game. Um, you know, he had to announce he's a four. I'm not senior, sure anybody but, from Florida is playing in the in the bowl game. Like, yeah, and it's, this, this uh, can be a skeleton uh, crew at the Las Vegas Bowl for them. Hard, hard to blame them. You know, it's it's one game that really doesn't mean all that much. There's not much on the line for me except uh, potential to get hurt. And so, yeah, I'm going to take my chance now and, and go. So it's it, the, the, the way we view skipping a bowl game is drastically changed over the last five years. Yeah. And, you know, look, the, the Las Vegas Bowl against Oregon State. Now, Oregon State is going to crush Florida in this game because Oregon State's happy to be there. Yeah. And and they're they're enjoying this trip. Florida, we have no idea who's gonna, you know, who, who's gonna play for them at this point. But 
that's very far down the chain. You know, you look at Ohio State, they had they had a player into the transfer portal yesterday, but he said, I'm going to play. Like he's a backup, he plays on special teams. He's like, I'm going to play in the playoff. Like I- I'm not leaving the team. So if there are still stakes, the guys usually still play, just like your guy wow. Tucker Kraft playing in yeah. the FCS playoffs. Yeah, and um in that same vein, Jackson Smith and Jigba announced that he will not come mm-hmm. back for uh, the uh, college football semis and uh, will instead start preparing for the draft, which, you know, you, you, it's hard to blame him. Uh, I mean, if he were to push himself and try to play in that game and then, you know, damage that hamstring even more, it, it probably knocks him out of the entire pre-draft process. So if he's yeah. not feeling right, and it, like, it, I don't think this is a compete issue, okay? Like, I mean, Jackson Smith and Jigba no. is one of the biggest competitors um, you know, that I, I've scouted so far in this class in terms of the work ethic, what he puts into this is, I mean, he's been training for this since he was five years old. This is a big time competitor. Uh, his brother is a major league baseball player. I mean, this is a family that uh, understands professional sports and what it takes. Jackson Smith, the Jigba is, is, has that mentality. So this is not a guy that's just trying to preserve himself, um, you know, just for monetary reasons. Uh, if he could go, I think he would go. Now, at, at the same time, it's just a bummer. We, we're not going to be able to see yeah. that Ohio State offense, uh, you know, at, at 100%. At full strength, ever. You know, we, yeah. Right. We, we, we the first two drives of the Notre Dame game in the opener, and that was all yeah. we got the entire year. So it's just a, a big bummer just from an entertainment value standpoint. But not a surprise, Smith and Jigba going to be in this draft class. Um, I had him going late one in my mock draft. I think that's, you know, probably somewhere in that 20 to 50 range is where he's going to end up. And uh, he's going to be a pretty good pro. Now, would he be there if he'd been healthy and, and had a great year this year? Or would he be higher? I See, I think that he's always going to be in that range. Um, I do think it's a missed opportunity for him to maybe show. Because, you know, last year he was with Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave. You know, two right. of uh, up-and-coming stars and, in the and, NFL. And Marvin Harrison Jr. was, was coming yeah. up behind him. And, and Ibuka, too. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. Um, and so, you know... He, a lot of people will say, oh, you know, the, the, the coverage is focusing on Wilson and Olave, and that opened things up in the middle for Smith and Jigba. That's why he led the team in catches, and um, but he also set a Big Ten record for receiving yards, and that, that doesn't happen by accident. Um, I, I But, you know, with him being the guy, it would have been nice to see how he operated in that offense. Could we see him more outside? Because he was pretty strictly a, a slot guy last year. Could we see a more outside? Could we see a more diverse role for him? Um, you know, just with the way that that he worked in that offense. Um, and how how would that have affected uh, C.J. Stroud's evaluation? Because mm-hmm. uh, Stroud, he, you know, you think of Olave and Garrett Wilson and, and Marvin Harrison. Stroud is very emphatic that Smith and Jigba is the best route runner on that team, the best route runner he's ever played with. Um, and so, you know, what does that do for Stroud's evaluation in terms of uh, you know, better understanding where he's at? Um, so it's it, it, it's just a bummer overall. I still think no matter what, Smith and Jigba was going to be in that late one, early two range. Um, I've said this before, but I know one team that gave him a third round grade. Um, but he's just wow. he's he's too good of a player, um, you know, because he, he's probably going to run in the low four fives. Like he's not a burner. Um, you know, a lot of teams think he's a slot only. Um, you know, so it, that's why he's not a universally loved first round stamped player. But still, he's a really good guy, a really good uh, player who's going to be in the NFL for a long time. So that's why he still made it my first round mock draft. That's why I still think he has a good chance to go there. Yeah, I, I'm excited to see him get on the field again because I, I have a feeling it's going to be one of those situations where people forgot how good he was, and yeah. he's going to get drafted late in the draft, go to a or late in the first round, go to a good team, mm-hmm. and people are like, "Oh crap, we let him go to them." Yeah, I mean, so. that, that, what he did in that Rose Bowl, that's, that's all you need to see. Like, I don't. I, I don't yeah. think he needed this year to for you to know how good he is. I mean, it, it's all on tape from last year. It, w- it would have been nice to see him this year, but not necessary. He's, he, I think, I think you're right. He, he's a just a really good player who's going to remind us next year. Well, speaking of hamstrings and elite talents, mm-hmm. I got to see Caleb Williams in person on yes, Friday did. night at the at the Pac-12 championship game, and good God, he's is he special? He is, the- and and. We knew that on TV, but yeah. in, in person, it's when you see him escape a sure sack and just keep a play alive and keep his eyes downfield, 
and make something happen. And then it actually, I was probably more impressed after the injury with some of the things he was doing mm-hmm. because you knew he was hobbled. We didn't, I didn't know exactly what had happened. I knew something was wrong. I thought it was his knee at first because he kept grabbing that. But there's a throw he makes where he, he's already been hurt. And he's not, he's not been moving great. He's been taking sacks, kind of giving himself up because he, he just, he knows he can't move where he just says, you know what? Screw it. I'm, I'm moving here and rolls out to the right and off his back foot hits Jordan. The the DB slipped, but there's no reason that Caleb Williams should have been able to get out with a bad hamstring and make this throw off of one foot as he was about to get hit. And it was it's just incredible. So I I was really impressed. Now I, I I talked to some people about this over the weekend. If you're Lincoln Riley, do you play Caleb Williams in this bowl game, or you just say, hey, look, man, let's let's just chill and get ready for you to maybe try to win another Heisman? Hmm. Yeah. I mean, I guess you know the the Heisman's already will already be done by that point. Um, you know, there's there's really not a ton on the line there. It's just get ready for next year, get healthy. Um, but I, I mean, I just, I think for your receivers and like, I don't, I don't know what their backup situation looks like, but you know, for the rest of the players on that team, I, I, I don't know. I'd still think if you're the coach, you want to play them because you don't, you know, you don't want to leave your other players hanging. You want to give them the best chance to win to go out they're, with. They're, they're, they're playing Tulane. They have a pretty good chance to win yeah. it anyway. Sure. So. No, but I mean, I don't know that defense with what I saw. I mean, I, I'll be eager to get your oh, the defense on. is terrible. It's terrible. I, I, I mean, it's it's really bad. And running Tulane's got a really good running back, Sharp, who reminds me a lot of James Cook. Uh, at last year, yeah. in Georgia was a second round pick of the of the Bills. Um, so I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, Tulane, yeah, USC, the better team. They they're going to be favored, no doubt. But uh, that defense can't stop anybody. So I don't know. I, I'd like to see Caleb Williams out there and you know one last hurrah with that with that squad. Um, but yeah, yeah, he had 363 yards in that game against Utah, and that's with being injured with that Utah, a really good Utah defense, and with them just uh, once they knew he was he was hobbled a little oh, bit, just they just kind of on him. Yeah, let loose, and so for him to uh, the courage to stay back there, stay patient, let routes develop. I mean, there were I, I tweeted the the clip of uh, the one dig throw that he had that was just you know a guy right in his face and the arm talent yeah. to make that throw just unbelievable. So yeah, he's he, he he's I mean, any chance that he doesn't win the Heisman uh, next week? No, he's he's gonna win. He, yeah, he's gonna. I win. agree. I, I, I can't agree. imagine who who would who else would have gotten that many first place votes across the the whole country. Now, yeah. so I don't want to get. Like I don't want to deal too much in hyperbole, but I'm thinking about the the Lincoln Riley quarterback since Lincoln Riley has been a, a an mm. offensive coordinator slash head coach, and it, it feels like Caleb Williams combines a lot of the best traits of them because mm. he's mm-hmm. he's not as fast as Kyler, but he's bigger. He's still very fast. Still at times, you know, one of the fastest players on the field, and very good. Probably comparable at, arms. like Kyler. Yes, and like Kyler, good at keeping plays alive behind the line of scrimmage, letting receivers get open, forcing DBs to cover. Uh, Intelligence-wise, Jalen Hurts and Baker Mayfield, who are both very smart guys, Mm -hmm. uh, very similar to that. Uh, Not the power of Jalen Hurts as a runner, but definitely a more physical runner than than Kyler was. So it's very interesting to see him in that offense – which Lincoln is always very good at designing his offense around the best traits of the QB. But the thing is, this guy's traits are, they're all great. Like there, there's oh, yeah. not one thing he does bad. There's not even a thing he's average at. He's, he's just really above average at everything. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's hard to disagree. I mean, he's not, I guess size wise, you wish he was a little bit bigger, but I mean, that, that, that's, we're, we're picking nits here, you know, like, it's not like it's yeah. a, a fatal flaw for him. Um, yeah. and I, you know, well, I, and I he, prob- and he also has that, that arm, you know, the arm angle versatility that you usually oh, see in guys that played a bunch of different sports, but he's right. been training for, for this his whole life just in, in, in football. But he, he looks like one of those guys who played like four sports, Who's just mm-hmm. like I'm going to figure out how to get this done, kind of. Like Drake May does a lot of that. 
Yeah, and, and that's it's being able to throw off platform from different angles uh, to to be able to find the passing lanes. That's what you have to do as a quarterback, and I, he does it as well as anybody. Um, he has more touchdowns this year uh, against the Blitz than anybody else in America. I mean, he is really good when teams try to come after him. He has answers to the test, and that's something yeah. that a lot of quarterbacks, you know, they falter. They, they fall apart, um, and they're not able to step up like that, and, and that's – you love to see that as you evaluate for the next level because in the NFL, you're seeing constant pressure. You have to be able to deal with it. Um, that's why, you know, I'm, I'm as high as I am on Bryce Young. That's why even a guy like um, Jake Hayner from Fresno State who just mm-hmm. accepted his senior bowl invite, I'm a big Jake Hayner fan because he oh, understands. Awesome. I mean, that, stu- that game against UCLA last year is stuff of legends. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, oh, yeah. it's – That last throw is unbelievable. Like, if you have not seen it, go to YouTube and watch Jake Hayner UCLA 2021. Your mouth will drop. (laughs) He's a warrior, man. I mean, and, you know, it's he plays with such confidence. um, And he's a guy that's small. He's six foot, 210 pounds. Um, His arm is good, not great. Um, so the physical traits do not wow you. In a lot of ways, he's kind of like the the Bryce Young of the West Coast. Um, Now, he's you know, going to be a day three pick, not a first round pick like Bryce Young. Uh, but if I'm going to bet on one of these day three quarterbacks, you know, big fan of Clayton Toon, big fan of Aiden O'Connell, big fan of uh, Jake Hayner. Um, you know, we, we talked at the top how some of these quarterbacks are going to go back because of NIL money. This draft still has some pretty uh, pretty intriguing quarterback options on day three. I, I, I think that uh, Hayner is going to play in the NFL for a long time as a backup. Well, it's interesting because we mentioned earlier in the show Brock Purdy, and he got thrown mm-hmm. into this situation when Jimmy Garoppolo got hurt. Obviously, this is not what the Niners expected. They thought Trey Lance would be their starter, the, and he's down, and, and Jimmy G becomes the guy. Brock, I covered a lot at, at Iowa State. I did a big thing on him in the pre-draft process, and you know his, his whole mindset going in was, I, I kind of want to have Chase Daniels' career. Like He mm-hmm. wasn't expecting any of this, but I will say watching him against the Dolphins – he came in prepared and and he looked like he was ready to play. Now, it helps that the 49ers have that offensive line that Trent Williams is there to to help right. you out, but and they have that run game that that yes. the defense has to respect no matter what. But typically, if you're throwing a 7th round rookie quarterback in, he's going to poop all over himself, especially against a good team like the Dolphins. He did just yeah. fine. And, yeah, well, it, I think his whole thing is when he's in rhythm, he looks really, really good. It, it, he executes yeah. at a high level. He knows where to go with the football. But when he gets out of rhythm, that's when things start to fall apart a little bit. But Kyle Shanahan is so good at keeping his quarterbacks in rhythm with the play call, with uh, you know utilizing all the talent around him, the versatility of a Christian McCaffrey, of a Debo Samuel. Uh, I mean, I mean, Shanahan is so good at utilizing all of those things. And with a, a quarterback like Brock Purdy he's really good at keeping him in rhythm. And so it, it was a, a great spot for him to land because I think that's what unlocks uh, unlocks him as a quarterback. And so a, a really good marriage. I, you know, it's obviously it changes what we think of the 49ers in terms of legit Super Ceiling. Bowl. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, but at the same time, we shouldn't be surprised if Purdy, you know, rips off a few wins here, you know, maybe even in the playoffs. Like he's not an incapable quarterback. It's kind of what happened to him at Iowa State as a freshman. He wasn't really supposed yeah. to play. Uh, they had an older guy who was supposed to play. He got hurt. Brock had to come in, and, and Brock never let the job go. So yeah. it, it's it's fun to watch him because he he does some crazy. Now he will he will drive you nuts sometimes. He will he will do some oh no 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 oh yes kind of yes. plays. And in the NFL, those are usually more oh no than than oh yes. So I, I but I'm excited for him because he was always one of my favorite guys to cover. You know, his, his story's great. It, he was, the, mm-hmm. so they have the early signing period now for high schoolers where the, they sign most of the guys in December and then they can sign again in February. Brock was, was a, was going into college the first year of that. And so the first signing day, first early signing day ever in December 2017, he's sitting there at home. This is the day before he gets offered by Boise State. He's never seen Boise State. He's never been to Boise State. He's from Metro Phoenix and didn't understand why nobody was offering him. Dad had been a minor league baseball player. He had just set all these records in the state of Arizona, but nobody, nobody was interested. 
And Boise State offers, he's like, listen, I've never even seen your campus. Is there any chance that the offer's still good if I don't take it right now and I can just sign in February after I visit and, and see if I like you? And so they say, yeah, that's fine, which is a big mistake by Boise State because what happened is nobody knew how coaches would react to that early signing period. And when 90% of the signees signed in December, the guys who didn't have a quarterback in the class were like, oh, crap, what do we do now? Mm-hmm. So Brock Purdy became the hottest commodity ever. Iowa State you know, gets him in there early for a visit, and they offer him, and he really hit it off of Matt Campbell. But then Alabama, like yeah. basically – he, he, there was a quarterback coach in, in Arizona who called a, a guy at Alabama for a favor. And like, hey, can you do, look at this guy's tape? Is he good enough for preferred walk-on? If he is, can you just give him a preferred walk-on offer so that we can drum up some interest? And so they look at the tape and they call back. They're like, no, no, he has a real, he has a scholarship offer. Yeah. And so Alabama, Texas A&M, UCF come in, but he really liked Matt Campbell. That's why he went to Iowa State. And then you, you got the month of Brocktober every year where he would just go bananas. Uh, so I'm excited to see that. It's it, it, when, the, when the really fun guys from college football, who you didn't know that you, if you'd see them again in the NFL, when all of a sudden they're thrust in the spotlight, it's, it's a lot of fun. No, no doubt. And, and you know, I, I love Matt Campbell. I mean, he, he talks highly about most of his players, um, but he, he did say, um, I mean, he told me that Brock was the most competitive player he's ever been around. And, you know, yeah. that, it may be a little hyperbole, but it also says a lot about, about the player. And, got um, the, you know, he's got those Gardner Minshew quads. Like, I don't know if you've ever seen Gardner <laughs> Minshew in person, but he has massive yeah, quads. Yeah. And, and, right. and Purdy has those massive, like, quads way too big for his body. <laughs> yeah. No, it, well, and he's a family of athletes, like you said. His dad was a college uh, baseball player, played in the minor leagues for a while. His, his sister was a, a softball, softball player in college. Yep. Uh, his and younger Chub, brother. Chubb is at Nebraska. Yeah, he's at, he was at Florida State, right? And then he transferred to Nebraska. Yep. So, yeah, it comes from a family of, of athletes. And, you know, it's um, – I, I was a little surprised he was drafted. Um, I mean, I, I guess it did come with the last pick. But still, I mean, he's he's got his opportunity. He's making the most of it so far. Yeah, it's it's going to be fun to watch. And, and listen, if you're going to get thrown into the fire, at least be thrown into the fire with Trent Williams as your left tackle. Yeah, that's that's not a bad uh, best strategy to have, that's for sure. <laughs> That's living right. All right, Dane. This has been a lot of fun, but next week I think we'll have an even better idea of who's in the draft. We'll we'll they'll they'll weigh their NIL deals versus their their potential draft stock. We'll have a little bit of better idea who's playing in the All Star games. We can break down some of the rosters that that we know already for the All Star games. Uh, we got to we got to talk about North Dakota State's fullback. I mean, we haven't talked about him yet. We oh, yeah. we, we have we, we got to get some hot fullback talk in here somewhere. So this is this has been. Quite a college football season, and now it's it's all-star time. It's Some of these guys may blow up in a bowl game, but a lot of these guys may skip their bowl games. And we, it's time to time to get going. It's time for some real heavy-duty evaluation now, now that we know who's really going to be in the draft. Talk to you yes, next sir. week. Sounds good. This was The Athletic Football Show.